morning we'll have uh, baby or child dedications. And in this case, we're having both and. And uh, anyone who has children that they want to dedicate, that is, as a parent, dedicating them to God, that is, that they would be trained up as parents. You're making a dedication of your own uh, on the part of your children to train, the, train them up to know, love, and serve God. Uh, so it's also, you know, saying to all of us who are witnesses that they're intentional about this, that they're desirous to do this. And so I uh, introduce my oldest son, Nathan, right here, and his wife, Rachel. Rachel is a children's minister for the Southside Church of Christ in Lebanon, Oregon. She got free today to be able to come up and be part of this, so we're so grateful for that. Otherwise, she's working on Sunday mornings. And uh, then we have the previous foster children. This is Seth, and Seth is nine. And then Mason is eight years old. And Caden, wave Caden. Caden is a six-year-old. And then there's Athea Clarine Vigna right here. She's looking right at Grandpa on this side. Got, <laughs> there she goes. And every once in a while, you'll see her stick her tongue out. That doesn't mean she doesn't like you. That's, That's just, a just like thing. her daddy. Yeah, daddy did the same thing. <laughs> so what I would like to do before we um, uh, share some uh, words from God and then have some dedication statements is I'd like to have all of the um, aunts and uncles and great aunts, et cetera, at least stand. And I got my sister Sandy's Family here, stand. my older sister Sandy and children. You want, you want to dedicate both, both the kids today? Uh, that's, oh my goodness, okay. I'm not prepared for that, so they won't receive the same things here. For Don, Don and Angeline, okay. So then as I share these statements then, take them to heart as well, and then share your response. Okay, yeah, awesome. So you'll just be included in the dedications here. So I want all of the rest of the family that has come um, to stand at least, and I see a bunch of them over here. They need okay. to stand. Great grandma, great papa, poppy, uh, other aunts. of the family stand at yeah, this Tyler, point. Tyler, all the family standing. Yeah, yes, there we go. Family and friends. Okay, okay. Listen up, everybody. By the way, if you'd like to have your children dedicated by yourself as a parent. Um, a suggestion would be Father's Day, so just a couple Sundays away, and you can see what we do, and then if you'd like to do that, we'll have the same ceremony on Father's Day for as many as who would like to do that. This happened to come up at the last minute, just this past week, you found you could come, and so we thought, well, let's fit it right into this service. So Rachel and Nathan come today to dedicate their children to God by dedicating themselves before all of us and God as witnesses and so they wanted to raise their children in the training and instruction of the Lord and the divine human task of developing a personality after the birth of a child and as they grow is the most delicate and serious work which parents are called. As we witness this special dedication ceremony today, we commend you, Rachel, Nathan, Sandy, Horton, on your, on your godly dedication as parents of these children. Okay. The scripture says these words, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. 
impress them on your children. So not only are they to be, if I can pause for a moment, the word of God is to be on our hearts to follow God's ways. It is also then to be transmitted and impressed upon the children which God has given to us to raise. And so it goes on and says, talk about them, that's these commandments, when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up, make them a daily part of life. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. And so that's God's words for us today. Let me just share a couple other words. And so, Rachel, Nathan, Sandy, it is your uh, duty to receive your children as gifts from God and then to teach your children to know and to love God. From your example, they must learn to pray. From your example, they must learn to read and love the Bible. From your example and instruction, they must ultimately learn that they need God's grace by faith in Jesus Christ. God has entrusted these children, their bodies, their minds, and souls to your care. The transfer of faith is a parent's responsibility. And so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to uh, ask a question, and then you're going to state we do, or I do, uh, in respect to you, Sandy. And so do you, Nathan and Rachel and Sandy, promise to fully follow the Lord yourselves, thus setting the example for your children and growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ and God the Father? State, we do. A little louder. We do, and I do. Okay, got to hear that, right? We're witnesses. <laughs> this is a wonderful ceremony. And then do you, Nathan, Rachel, and Sandy, promise to pray for your children, to, to teach them uh, to know God as revealed in the Bible, thus training them in body, mind, and soul for fellowship with God and service to God. If this is your desire and commitment, state, we do, or I do. Very good. And so I want to ask everyone here, you have a dedication statement too, and um, family members, grandparents, um, extended family. We have lots of different aunts and uncles and, and, and cousins and such among us today, as well as the branch church family, for you are here and witnessing this and, uh, and, and, and seeing what their dedication is to do. So do you promise to support these parents in their dedication to their God-given responsibility of raising their children in the training and instruction of the Lord, and if it is your desire and commitment, state, we do. A little louder. Okay, now I heard it. <laughs> yeah, they want to hear it too. Very good. Um, I want to seal this dedication ceremony with prayer and blessing at this time. And so would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we ask for your favor and peace to accompany Rachel and Nathan and Sandy and Larry as they commit to do your will, raising their precious children to know, love, and serve you. Give them patience, wisdom, love, and grace 
in this most important task. And Father, I also bless Seth, and I bless Mason, and I bless Caden, and I bless Athea, and I bless Dom, Dominic, and I bless Angelina. I bless them with strength of body and mind and soul. Grant that their growth, O God, may be oriented always toward you. May they find the path of faith, truth, justice, honor, and righteousness. Amen and amen. Would you uh, commend uh, these parents and their children right now before God? Give them some applause. Congratulations. <clears throat> the Branch Church would like to present uh, the children with flowers and some gifts and a certificate commemorating your dedication this morning. And Sandy, we will yeah. provide those a little later for Dominic and Angelina. We also provide a letter that you have them open on their 12th birthday, sharing them about this day and their, your desire for them to continue to grow in the Lord. So their certificates and letters for each of them are going to guys can sign yeah. them. Yeah, great. Too. Here you go, buddy. Yeah. Put those in. Yeah. There you go. All so right. Give it up again yeah, for these guys. families thank and children. You. Praise God. Thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. Mm, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, thank you, buddy. We're going to go ahead and get ready to dismiss the kids. Thank you, parents, for being so patient. Mm. So Grandpa Jerry's nice. back there and Hannah's back there, so all oh, the nursery, preschool, elementary kids, yep. you may head back to class and enjoy your class. On your tables or on the chairs, there are connection cards and offering envelopes. We will collect those at the very end of the service. So if you don't mind taking the time to fill that out, let us know you're here. We appreciate that. On the back of the connection cards, it's a place for you to leave a prayer request. We're happy to pray over those every week. So take the time to do that. If you want to pull out your cell phones, we will check in on Facebook. Just hit that check-in button. Find the Branch Church. Tag your friends and let people know that you are with us today. If you did not receive a worship folder when you came in, if you want to raise your hand, we'll make sure one gets in you. Cassie's already. This has Pastor Dave's sermon notes and then also some things about upcoming next week's special speaker and some things that are happening so take the time to do that how many of you guys are excited for the chili feed can you kind of smell it a little bit Woo. yeah oh so yeah. it's all up to you if pastor dave gets long-winded to start cutting them off so we can eat lunch okay <laughs> we're gonna enjoy a great lunch after church so um take the time and then it's all you did we get these done okay great awesome and uh also uh, we have next Sunday, and maybe you've seen these little cards. If not, it's also on the inside of uh, the worship folder. We're having a special guest speaker next Sunday. Her name is Reverend Angela Howard. She's with His Heart Foundation, which is located uh, right here in Vancouver. I happen to use their resources uh, to uh, send people that have, are dealing with some inner hurts, need some counseling in the, the variety of areas that people do need counseling. Um, Lori and I have received counseling in the past. We think it is a wise thing to do, okay? But we're also looking for biblical counselors. 
and this organization has vetted uh, for those biblical counselors, and so I actually send people to them, and some of you might have actually been part of me uh, suggesting to turn to them. So she's going to be here to share their organization's resources and provision. She has an incredible story. I want to invite you to come. If you know somebody in your life that perhaps, uh, you know, has used counseling in the past or would look at needing more counseling in their lives, she would be a great resource for anybody. So I just want to invite you to uh, be here next week as uh, we hear from uh, Angela Howard. Uh, also, today is a special day from the standpoint of we, uh, we are uh, fully behind families that are trying to raise children, okay? So we do parent dedications like this, a dedication of children to God. Uh, we also get behind uh, our children's ministry in a big way. We reach out with our family events called Family Fun Fest, Family Harvest Party. We do everything we can to assist families trying to raise up the next generations, um, and you're here in part probably because you support that value, and so thank you for that. We also want to see that these uh, children, as they get into the teenage years, actually, I think it's about 12 years old and up, maybe it's even 10 years old and up, there are camps available for children that just can be transformative in their life. They can gain some experience and some friendships that can follow them uh, the rest of their lives. And, and, and so I, I want to uh, just commend uh, the um, camp uh, programming that we try to get our kids to. And part of the way we've done that, and you've helped, is by financially helping students go to camp. So camp comes up the middle of July, I think it's the 7th through the 12th. And uh, last year, uh, we raised about $1,000 to help some students go. There were six students that went. It was a huge help. Uh, for those families that uh, that was a little bit of a hardship for. So we want to just raise a little money today. 1500 bucks is our goal, okay? And I already put some in myself. I just want to invite you, if you have a heart for and ability to help in sending students, you know, to a camp for a full week in July, you can pop some money in this little uh, yellow, bright yellow container here, Okay. <laughs> And I would love to do that. If you wanted to give it through the church offering, that's fine, too. You just need to mark your money uh, for that purpose. And thank you, church, for your generosity. You're a church that's getting behind a brand-new startup. We're only three and a half years in, so, uh, you know, lots of cool stuff's going on. We're sending out and starting, helping start and seed a new church. And your uh, offerings, your generous giving is enabling that to continue to happen. We have among us people that are, are outside supporters. I call them external <laughs> uh, partners because they're partnering with us in sending the gospel message to as many people as we can up in this area. And uh, one couple that's here, uh, they've already been on the platform, is Brian and Tammy Thompson. Can you just stand again? Because the branch wants to thank you for your monthly gift to the branch for doing this kind of thing. So praise God for you. Of course, there's another um, a person and, and uh, another couple and their family that also helps us. And that's my oldest son, Nathan, and his wife, Rachel, who are also up here. And so I also wanted to point them out. Is Nathan still around? And have them stand. Did he, did he disappear on us? Nathan, <laughs> he's on security detail at his church, so sometimes he's not in the primary room. He's out there making sure everything's safe for us. So 
I just want you to thank my oldest son and his wife, Nathan, too, for being outside supporters, continuing to be for our church. So thank you again, Rachel and Nathan. Okay, let's dig in. We're into this series called Jesus Talks. And, you know, the, the TED Talks are rather short, aren't they? Some of them are a little longer if you look around. I'm not quite as short in time frame as some of those TED Talks, am I? Don't say anything, okay? Don't say anything. We'll, we'll, have, uh, we'll have time to get to the chili, and it's going to be a fun time. Uh, we've done these before in our previous ministries experience, and everybody enjoys some great chili. So uh, let me start with this woman who is uh, taking her time browsing through everything at a friend's garage sale. How many of you guys like garage sales? You just tend to, just the car pulls over automatically at garage sales. That's what my wife says it should do anyway. <laughs> and so, but she, she, she went to this garage sale of a friend, and uh, she was, you know, taking her time, and, and she said to her friend, I, my husband's going to be very angry. I stopped at a garage sale. Oh, I'm sure he'll understand when you tell him about all the bargains you found, her friend replied. Normally, yes, she said, but he just broke his leg and he's waiting for me to take him to the hospital to have it set. So, yeah, if a garage sale gets in the way of some of that, probably there's going to be some anger brewing or perhaps even boiling. I want you to do a little activity with me, if you will. Adults, right? There's no more kids left in here, just a few. So adults, you can do activities too, can't you? Yeah, all right. So, so everybody put their hand up like this and try to make this like, this like that right there. And then go up and down with it. Okay, you're building a little thermometer, right? This is your anger meter, thermometer, okay? I'm going to say some life situations, and I want you to kind of represent how that makes you feel in your, with your anger meter, okay? Everybody got it? All right, let's see what happens here. All right, the alarm sounds to get you up in the morning. Oh, wait, okay, okay, this is, this is a struggle. There's some anger going on at that alarm sound. You are stuck in rush hour traffic. I'm going to see where Dave's is there. Look at some of you just hate that, don't you? Okay, now I'm going to get personal, okay? You are cut off in traffic. <laughs> okay, okay, we got some confessions of potential road ragers. All right, you are cut off in a conversation. Okay, oh, that's almost equally as <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> Someone steals from you. No one likes that. Good. Someone lies to you. Yeah. That's not, that's not fair. That's not right. Someone cheats on you. Okay, right? A person doesn't appreciate all that you have sacrificed and done for them. Yeah, that gets my ire up sometimes, right? So it can, right? People are critical of you or mock you. Yeah. So we can see some of, the, some of that anger meter go up. That's kind of our, our response feeling, right? That's the way anger works. Is there any others that you just want to throw out there that I didn't share? A life situation that might... When, I, when we step on Matt's toe and he's blind, it's like, then we get out of his way. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> 
So you get the idea. Friends, anger happens. Doesn't it? There's probably not a person that breathes that has not at some point or another had their anger meter boiling um, and struggling with it. Jesus, the Jesus talk today is on anger. Jesus says, and this is in your worship folder, and I believe the first uh, verse and a half will be on the screen. You have heard, Jesus says, you have heard that it was said to people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. And I would just uh, propose to you that brother or sister there would be really anyone. Anyone who's angry uh, would be subject to judgment. And, and he goes on, but we're going to pause there and, and, and uh, just consider something here. Jesus indicates in what he's saying in these words right here, and again, if you're new uh, to my presentations, I'll um, give some emphasis by italic and underline and such. So Jesus indicates that not only is uh, murder wrong, but the anger which can lead to murder is wrong as well. In other words, he said you will be subject to judgment. There will be a judgment for what is the feeling that's wrong, an anger that's wrong, as much as if the act of murder is committed. That's what Jesus is indicating. There's a problem with um, improper, unjust anger. And this is part of the righteousness that surpasses the Pharisees and the teachers of the law that we've already looked at in the past couple of Jesus' talks in this Sermon on the Mount. Some believe to be his, 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 his greatest sermon, at least it's the most popular one. It's the one that if you had something to memorize in the Bible, there are people that have told me, memorize the Sermon on the Mount. It is some of the core teachings of righteousness, of living as best we can according to the very will of God to, to bring about the design and the desire of God in our lives. And so that's a big, you know, five, three big chapters there it can be an intimidating thing to, to memorize, but perhaps a great wise thing to memorize. If friends, it, there's, a, there's a wrong anger and there's a right anger. Jesus is talking about wrong anger here. There's no doubt in my mind, because anger is this natural response that's given by God, and as we've already demonstrated together, uh, emotion of anger is a product of, of living, and some of life's going to wrong us, and we, we should get angry at that. That's okay to be angry about within bounds. Jesus became angry. Here's an instance in his life where Jesus became angry. And let me uh, read from the Bible here in Mark chapter 3. Another time Jesus went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Uh, very deformed is the understanding here. Not used. Uh, perhaps he heard it and it hasn't been used in a long time. It wasn't functional anymore at all, this man with a shriveled hand. And verse 2 goes on to say, some of them were looking 
for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Okay? Remember we talked a week or two ago about the laws that were made by humans that usurped almost, that made void, nullified the very biblical words of God. And I got a little heated at that time, didn't I? Because that makes me angry a little bit. I, I, I want to just get it straight from God and understand and follow him, not just what somebody's saying that they think's right about God. I'll listen to that, but then I'll, I'll check it against the Bible. Well, here's one of those things. They were saying that you can't heal on the Sabbath. That's a work then. You're working to heal somebody. <laughs> well, that's a misinterpretation. That's wrong. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, Stand up in front of everyone. And so the man stood up in front of everyone. And Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath? To do good or to do evil? To save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger. Anger. And deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was completely restored. <laughs> then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might murder Jesus. Wow. Jesus became angry. But it was just anger. It was holy anger. It was righteous anger. It was proper anger. It was anger at sin. Anger at injustice. Anger at mistreatment. Anger at nullifying the very word of God for the sake of human tradition and teaching. Yeah, he became angry in the right way. God infused into his human creation, into you and into me, this ability to be angry in order to provide us with emotional force against evil. Evil is alive and well in this world, my friends. Anybody disagree with that? Evil is about. And evil wants to destroy. It wants to steal. It wants to condemn. It wants to take you down all the way to hell. Anger is one of those, perhaps, protections that we've been given within us to help us to resist it, to help us to help others to resist it as well. But there's this warning, my friends, warning. Be careful of our response. Jesus didn't sin in his anger. He didn't misuse the anger. He used it appropriately. And so we are warned elsewhere in Ephesians 4 and verse 26, these simple words but powerful words, in your anger, do not sin. In your anger, you're going to have it. Don't sin. Don't let it get the best of you and you commit something that is sin. And you let it get involved in your heart into something that's, that's going to be against the righteousness that God desires for you to have. And so anger is very powerful. It can be very dangerous. 
improper anger, selfish anger, uh, fueled by an unhealthy pride. Anger often strikes when we least expect it, and it can get out of hand. It can become very dangerous. King David, (laughs) he was running from uh, Saul. He was the next king, already had been anointed, but he was still running, hadn't been able to take the throne yet. And Saul was on the march against him while he was out there with this band of 600 warriors. Well, they, many of them were great warriors, but they were, <laughs> they were this band. And in, 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 in this particular area where there lived a very wealthy rancher named Laban, he had uh, uh, the, 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 the forces of David had actually ended up protecting favoring this man and his shepherds and all of the wealth uh, that he had from the marauding bands that would come in to steal and destroy and take his property and such. David actually ended up protecting much of that. David asks one day for his men, would you return a favor for me and, and, and simply uh, help with some food and drink and such that we're in need of right now? And Laban said, no way, who is this David that's running from the king? I'm not going to have anything to do with this man. And he he said insults about David to his men, whom David had emissary to to, uh, gain this uh, return favor. And David let this get out of hand. He became angry at the insult. And he said to his men, the Bible says, put on your swords. And so they put on their swords, and David put on his, and his anger meter went sky high. And he said that he was going to slaughter every single male that that man owned, probably including Laban himself. And he started a ride, and so thankful for the wife of Laban, who was wiser, <laughs> and got in between and stopped David from doing something that was improper, that was unrighteous, out of his anger meter. I sometimes uh, have been surprised, have you, at how fast my anger can rise. Men especially, we have this in us. Be careful, men. Women, you too. Um, Some women more than others, but I see it as more of a danger to men. And and so, this, uh, be careful. Anger is one letter short of danger. And I think that's right there, danger. The heart of the matter of murder Real murder is, is the matter of the heart. Jesus is teaching that the thoughts are important regarding righteousness. Jesus is intensely concerned with a person's thoughts, their emotions, their heart. Ultimately, they will receive similar judgment as to the actual act itself if they run afoul with anger and let it turn to sin. And so there's this problem that anger has within, it, 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 within us. It tends to live, and it lives in our heart. And it takes on, friends, if we're not careful, a life of its own. And we can nurse the anger, and and we can brood and not allow it to die. And then we can get revengeful and resentful and bitter, and we can keep feeding it because we were wronged. 
see how dangerous anger can be. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? The first murder recorded. Also, probably the very first murder that happened in human history since the creation. Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. And it desires to have you. That is, to master you, but you must master it. And we had the murder of Abel happen because he didn't get straight. He didn't master his anger in that case. As anger lives in the heart, it will move to the mouth. Jesus said again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, that's this idea of empty head, good for nothing, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. The danger of anger grows as it's expressed in verbal insults, which is an assassination of one's character. It's to insult people's intelligence, like they're an empty head, like they're stupid, like they're a bonehead, like they're a numbskull. Or to say, you fool, is a moral insult, is a judgment on a person's character. It destroys a person's reputation. You can assassinate, you can murder someone with your mouth. And there's an additional danger of anger. It will ultimately break things. I think I have a picture of um, somebody who's gotten angry and they broke a pencil. Did I get that right? There it is. You know how hard it is to put a broken pencil back together? <laughs> just don't try it. It just it won't work very well. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, okay, I'll admit, back in the day, when I was a young man and my anger meter really jumped quickly, um, I was not and I never have been a very good golfer. And I didn't have good golf clubs and I knew it. And I blamed it on them. And so one day I wrapped a golf club around a tree. Yeah, people, golfers do do that. It's like, so <laughs> you know why? I was angry. My shots would go, woo, <laughs> go this way and all over them. So I just don't golf that much anymore. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, anger breaks things, friends. Anger can break people. In anger, one nation lashes out against another and a treaty or pact gets broken. Too much anger in child discipline and trust gets broken. Angry words are hurled at someone dear and a heart gets broken. Anger in a church family can break church unity just as anger in the home can break apart families. Anger unchecked, unresolved, undiffused can break life in murder. Friday, Virginia Beach Municipal Center was turned upside down by a let me use the term it's used, disgruntled employee. Eleven people are now dead. Well, twelve including himself. I've been disgruntled before, but I never felt like murdering anybody. But when an anger meter goes way up, 
call it disgruntled if you want, I suspect this man was angry in his heart, and he's expressed it, and he did it. Anger, friends, can be so dangerous, the wrong kind, or the kind that's not, um, it's not reined in. The danger of anger toward people is broken. That's a fill-in if you choose to, relationships. Broken relationships. The danger of anger toward people, and Jesus is really concerned about anger toward people in our walk with him as we follow him, as we desire to be salt and light in this earth. Jesus talks about how to counter or master anger in two situations. He says, therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you. In other words, if you're going to church, if you're going to uh, honor God and worship God and all this, but there's a problem that someone has with you, okay, or you have with someone, and it's, uh, you know, what does he say to do? Leave your gift there. Don't offer your gift to God. Leave it in front of the altar, and here it is. Very practical. This is stuff we can all do. He, this is how we master it. Go. First go. First go. And be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly. He moves into this next idea. When your adversary, with your adversary who's taking you to court. Do it while you're still together on the way. Or your adversary who's angry with you and is going to get back in retaliation. What, what he deserves and he's going to the court of the land with it. He's going to get his satisfaction. Uh, do it while you're still together on the way. Or your adversary may hand you over to the judge. And your judge may hand you over to the officer. And you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. Jesus is giving us some ways to help with the anger that has gotten out of control, perhaps, in our lives. With the wrong anger and how that has been expressed, and how it is in our heart, and how it has interrupted relationship, how it has actually broken some relationships. And it's not just about the people in our lives. That's not the only effect, Jesus says. No, the effect is with God. So much so that don't expect me to have a good relationship with you if you are going around messing up relationships in your life. That's not going to work well with me, is my take on what God would say. Go get this straightened out. This is what's healthy. And it's probable that anger was a big part of it as it's in this context. Go get this straightened out. And so I, I look first at this and I say, okay, here's some practical actions to dis diffuse and perhaps master anger and be better way. First, go and reconcile. This idea of initiating. I like this idea of initiating. Because often in relationships, who wants to be the first? Who wants to lead on this thing? Because there is a chasm between two people. Someone has to go and get reconciled. So I would suggest the person that's trying to honor God. First, get this straightened out. God says to the person that's a follower of his ways, you initiate. You're the Christian. You're the one that's trying to follow. You're the one that knows better. You go and bring this up and get reconciliation. You get this thing settled and even quickly. 
Don't wait for the other to initiate if you're a Christian. I love the picture of this guy. This, how many of you ever watched the show The Straight Story? A Straight Story? Well, it's, a, it's an interesting a picture will come up of, there he is, uh, a movie called The Straight Story. It's based on an actual event. A 73-year-old man named Alvin Strait decided it was time to end the silence and break down the wall of anger between him and his brother that had been up. This wall of anger had been up for 10 long years. Now, he's 73 years old and getting on in life. Because he was too impaired to drive a car, he decided to drive his riding lawnmower 300 miles from Iowa to Wisconsin to make things right with his brother. It took him six weeks to get to his brother. True story. Look it up. Watch the show. Here's what i got to ask myself. Wow. First of all, he was willing to go. He's willing to get this done. Whatever it took, relationships are that important. And obviously, one's in family. Uh, obviously they are too uh, uh, how, how far am I willing to go to honor God and live at peace with people where there might have been some rift maybe there's some anger in the side of the other person or I'm still holding on to a grudge about somebody how am I going to get rid of that I'm going to go and, uh, and, and be reconciled and the idea of quickly I love that, that, that do it right away immediately this is urgent settle matters quickly especially when there's a, a, a potential of uh, having to pay the price in prison, of course. This is urgent business. The Bible says, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. The idea there is, get this done. Now, you might have to wait till tomorrow to go and meet with the person, but get it done. The idea is, don't let the sun go down. It says immediately, the same day, how do you sell, get it done? How could Jesus say it in, in, in any any better way than to go quickly and so the apostle paul says let the sun don't let the sun go down while you're still angry this is an anger that is starting to cause damage and it's dangerous to you and other people do not give the devil a foothold do not give the devil a foothold you see the context of spiritual warfare well potential of anger in our lives if we let if we nurse anger and we let it brew if it turns to resentment and bitterness, it's like giving the devil a foothold. Now, in climbing, I understand handholds are one thing, but if you don't have a good foothold, <laughs> curtains. Am I right, those of you who are climbers? If you don't have a foothold, that's a powerful hold. Don't give the devil a foothold. Get rid of anger. Master it by settling matters quickly. This idea of reconciling, I don't think we can... I don't think we can settle anything or reconcile without there being apologies, without there being sorrow expressed and so sorrow received, granted and, and received. Asking for forgiveness or extending and granting forgiveness. To appeal to someone else that is mad at us or, or, or we're mad at and, and, and express repentance and regret and humble ourselves and offer to make amends. Just a couple of thoughts as we close on forgiveness. Forgiveness is not something you feel. You don't have to wait till I want to feel like forgiving. It's just something we need to do. 
we're probably still going to feel some anger, actually. <laughs> You're normal. You're probably still going to feel the anger of the whole situation as you rehearse it. But forgiveness is something we do. We just got to do it. I'm going to let you go. I'm not going to keep you in the penalty box. I'm not going to keep silent. I'm going to try to connect. And, and we do it. Whether we feel like it or not. And there's going to there's gonna be breakthrough with regard to reconciliation and mastering anger. Jesus, we're so grateful that you've given these words for us to consider today. Thank you, O God and Father, for desiring that the people who would follow our Lord Jesus would want to honor the words he says and extend the righteousness well beyond the Pharisees and the scribes, apparently, of that day. Oh, God, we at the branch here want to be like that. We want to try hard. We know we're going to do it imperfectly, and we're going to mess up, and we're going to need to oh, reconcile. Help us to take these practical words of Jesus to heart and to run to settle, to make it a priority, especially as Christians, as we would want to honor you in that first and great relationship that we would want to honor those relationships around us God that we would not harbor unrighteous anger but that God we would be like you and be angry about the, the sin of the world and the sins that are happening around us and oh my God I, I think about I think about human trafficking and my heart hurts and my anger goes up about it I, I see the, 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 the negative effects of of uh, the abortions and the tremendous problems that are associated with that. Oh, God, would you help us? Help us to get a heart like yours. Oh, Jesus, thank you for giving us this to mull on today. May we reflect on it. May we bring honor to you with it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Could I invite you to make sure you've turned in one of these cards? I'm going to have my wife come up as we uh, are um, going to dismiss and, and uh, after the song and, and get after some of that wonderful chili. Please uh, turn in a card if you, if you haven't yet. Just really appreciate getting to know you better if you're newer with us. Make sure you look at both sides of that. Love to have that. Again, thank you for your support of the branch. We look forward to being with you next week. We look forward to today. Here comes Lori, and uh, there's... There's a, a process to uh, finding a winner. We're going to have three winners, right? Yes. First, second, and third? Yeah, first, second, third. Right along here is the crock pot. You'll see these little sample bowls and little spoons that you can use to sample. At the end of that is a little round table with voting numbers. So you can vote. Please vote once, but you can vote up to three different chilies. The ones that are hot and spicy are marked hot and spicy. So if you're not a spicy person, we don't want to burn your tongue. All the other ingredients are right in the center tables. And please go get your kids before we go through the line. Yes. Where's this going to be? Well, we can put that in front um, on, the well, on the voting I'm table. going to put it on the voting table. That'd okay. Be great. So anybody work. wants to donate to okay. the fundraiser today to help out students go to camp. Yeah, so we'll tally this up in about 15 minutes so we know where we're at. 
and we're going to so enjoy they're going to vote food. and then they're going to be able to eat too then right? you can fix a bowl of chili <laughs> and a plate so, of food and you can fix a plate of food too and then just get your chili after people have had a chance to uh, vote over there so it's going to be a good time looking forward to that thank you by the way for bringing your chilies i'm going to eat them all right all right let's uh, stand as we have our final song and then we'll dismiss those of you that have children can run off and get those kids right now if you'd like thanks One, for coming everybody two, three. <laughs>